What's up, everybody? How y'all doing today? Welcome to episode 14 of Red's Ramblings. This is going to be another interview one we got with a fellow YouTuber named John Funk. His page is going to be linked in the description below. Go check him out, especially if you're a fan of books. He's got a really good book channel, book review channel. Um, check him out down there. But me and him discuss our views on everything that's going around right now in this country with racism, police brutality, police reform, how we go into religion and, and, and politics a little bit. So we have slightly different views, but in the end, we all agree shit's bad, needs to change, all that kind of good shit. So I hope you guys enjoy. And again, reading funk for one, for sure. His book review channel, link in the description. Check it out. Here we go. Episode 14 coming at you right now. Edit all this empty, basically, you know, air out and whatnot later on. Uh, but I figured we'll go ahead and start now, if if that's all right with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's talk. Let's just be sure about what to expect here. So, you're okay. interviewing me, obviously. I'm assuming on <clears throat> the the issues with racial prejudice and what's going on in the country right now, and and all that stuff. Okay. Yes. Because okay. it, it seems um, both of us have the same, basically the same end goal in mind. Yeah. But our pathways might differ a little bit. The end game's the same, but how we get there, it seems, might, you know what I'm saying, change a bit. Would that, right. would that be fair to say? Yeah, and, and, you know, I really like it when I'm shown that I'm wrong about something because yeah. then I'm right from that point forward concerning yeah. that issue. So I, I try to stay open and uh, open to internal revision and all that kind of stuff. But but what I don't like is like letting someone basically slide on a point just because when I think that that it's not that way. So I'm just going to try to stay to what I know and, and and not pretend that I know shit that I don't know and and just try to do a good interview. That sounds fair to me. Cause I mean I'm, I'm basically the same way. I'm always open to someone if someone if I say something. And, Another person suggests that I may be wrong. Hey, if you can prove it to me and have it say it in a way that makes sense and I can see it that way, I'm like, oh, okay, I can see that, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think that's a, that's, a, that's a fair starting point. I watched what to expect. I watched probably several minutes of your video that you did with your wife about religion. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't titled that, but. One of the things that I notice about people with religion is that they they have beliefs, or they at least pretend that they have beliefs that they just can't change. And and I and I want to make sure that I don't get caught up like that myself with politics and philosophy, where I want something to be true, so I convince myself that it's true. You know, I want to believe okay. Okay. true things and not believe as many false things as possible. Well, I, I think, especially in terms of religion, like me and a friend of mine at work yesterday, we're, we got onto that subject, and it, it it basically comes down to faith and how, like, you can't argue against faith because it's it's a belief. It's it's nothing tangible, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's hard to argue. Like, you can state facts all day long, but if their faith doesn't you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense to them because they can say, well, I don't believe it. Well, I have faith. And that's that's a blanket statement for a lot of people. And that's what they go by. And then it's on to the next, you know, discussion or whatever. 
So yeah. that was the hard one. So I, I wouldn't, from what I, from what I've gathered about you so far, I wouldn't say you should have a problem with that. That's what I'll say. If that's a problem you're you're worried about maybe falling into, I wouldn't think it's something you should really worry about. Especially if you you said something a few days ago about previously being a believer and now you're not. Right. Well, I I previously was trying to believe. Okay. And it didn't work out. You know, hey, shit doesn't work out sometimes. So with that, I wouldn't I wouldn't say you would ever go go down that route of believing stuff and just sticking to it, even with everything else going around you that might say otherwise. You know? You know, I I have a belief that it's likely that religious belief can be a neurological condition programmed by evolution because <clears throat> I don't see any other answer about how an intelligent person could be duped by a ridiculous story. I mean, there are literally scientists, not many, but some that believe that the earth is 6,000 years old because that's what the Bible says and everything. So it has to be some kind of brain condition. I mean, there are Christian mathematicians and Hindu physicists. So it's not entirely, I think, an issue of intellect. Although I think that I think the more intelligent you are, the less likely you are to believe. But there has to be something else going on with that. Oh, I my point. My point there okay. was that I asked myself, could I have a neurological condition that prevents me from detecting God when God is real and I'm the one that's wrong? Because I want to know if I'm wrong. But when I look at history and science and nature and I utilize critical philosophical thought, the data seems to me to support my position. So I think that it's actually the believer in the religious thing that has the neurological problem. Well, I don't know much about neurological anything. Um, so I, I might be reading into what you're saying differently than how you're you're meaning it to sound. But I, I would I would say it, let, let me ask you this. Because one, it, it seems to me that when you look back at how religion started and everything, um, it was basically, you know, they they said they saw this or whatever to basically scare people into doing right. I think that's fair to say, you know, because you scare people in, into thinking if you do wrong, if, if, you know, you break the laws, you do, you murder, you rape, you pillage, whatever the hell, then you're going to hell. And then people hear that back then where there is no science, no anything of, of you know, obviously what the world is now. Um, everything's all rock and stone and, and you know, horses and all that kind of barbaric shit back then. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people read or hear that those words of, oh, well, damn, if I don't act, if I don't, you know, stand on the straight and narrow, I'm going to go to hell and burn for all eternity. I better act right. So my my thing, I don't know if it, it could, I guess, be labeled as a neurological condition. I've never thought of it that way. I just thought of it, I guess, as more of a scare tactic that went on and on and on to, to the point people just started believing, which I guess to believe in something does mean stuff firing in your brain a certain way. So I guess it could be neurological and how to break that. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I do agree with you with you um, 
when you just say, you know, the more you've learned and looked at, at the data and all that kind of stuff, it's kind of, it, it is pretty much hard to believe it. It, yeah. it really is. Um, but well, then like, again, we could be wrong. Who, know, who the hell knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to understand that you could be wrong about just about anything, because that's one yeah. mistake that religious people make is that they can't be wrong. And if that's the yeah. case, then 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 that's the case. But I think I actually I know that you're right when it comes to the the church and the leaders using scare tactics to keep the population yeah. in line, because that's yeah. that's evident. But when it comes to the neurological condition. What I'm particularly meaning by that is that a smart person can become convinced of something or desperately want to believe something that is clearly false. And when it comes to that, it, it, it's some kind of neurological mechanism that's overriding reason, overriding the data, overriding any sense at all to justify that belief. Yeah. And, and it's just really something else. And, and of course, you would think that a smart person would be able to say, okay, do I have some kind of problem? What's the data say? But it doesn't seem to always work like that. Basically, that in simpler terms, you're kind of speaking of the placebo effect. Oh, there's definitely a placebo effect. Exactly, exactly. So, because I know with that, you know, like, like doctors in studies will give you know, randomize people like, hey, here, here's a cure for whatever or antidote for this, pill for that. And then they tell them this is the same thing, but it's actually the placebo, you know, sugar pill or whatever. But then they actually start to feel better. You right. know, like, how could you feel better if it's, and it's real? Because it's in your mind. Exactly. Right. So I do I do see where you're going on. Uh, we, 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 what you mean when you when you put it that way? Yeah, because I, I could actually go into that more towards the like mental health thing at, at, in general, in general, I would say, because me and my wife were talking, because I've been, I was in therapy all my childhood and whatnot, and I got out of it. But while I know depression is real for a lot of people or other mental ailments for a lot of people, I know it's real. Yeah. Some you can't help it. You know, some people just their chemicals are 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 going haywire. They can't help it. They need medicine. That's fine. That's cool. I understand that. Um, but I feel, even though it seems we're getting off topic because it was about race and now religion, now into mental health, but I'm enjoying this. So let's keep it up. Um, well, let's tie them together somehow here. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it at some point. But this is the type of discussion I enjoy anyway. I think the tie-in for me was that religious people can have a clearly false belief because of some motivation that they have. Either whether yeah. it be eternal life or whatever. And believe, I think yeah. that when it comes to politics and the racial issue in America, people can have a similar delusion where data doesn't matter. They think that they know what's going on, and that's just the way that it is. It's almost, and, and it, maybe it's not totally faith based. I think a lot of it is misrepresentation by the media. So they're getting fed false facts in, in some situations. And I think that that can play into a kind of delusion when it comes to the truth, similar to that religious thing, because they want it to be a particular way. Yeah, I, I think 
a big issue, and I've been going back and forth with this in my head for a few days now. I think a big issue in why there are those that don't believe obvious fact when it comes to politics or what, whatever the hell you want to call it. You can tie this into so many other things, religion, racial injustices, everything. Mm-hmm. Is the severe lack of empathy. A lot of people seem to only care about themselves and their family. So if it ain't bothering them, why the hell do they care? Yeah. And to the point, I mean, that, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, if it's not affecting you or your family, why should you care? And even I've I've gone back and forth with this because one of the, you know, like anytime I get onto some uh post about some Trump supporter or whatnot, he's never nothing he's ever done has negatively affected me or my family. Nothing he's done. If anything, you could say, you know, yeah, with his tax cut, I might have a, a few extra dollars in my pocket. You know, yeah. I, I do stocks every now and then and I've made money through it there. All right, cool. So if anything, you know, he's kind of done positive for me. But it's not just me. It's everybody else in the country. And when you look at it as a collective whole, it's not good. Um, and I think a lot of people miss that. A lot of people just see themselves or their family or their immediate loved ones. And, well, hell, we're all doing good. Why would I want that to change? Ever since he came in, we're all great. And same with the racial uh, injustices. You know, we as white people, we don't get targeted like that nowhere near as often. So if it doesn't happen to us or we don't see it, well, hell, it can't be that. You know, it can't be true. That can't be happening out there. I don't yeah. see it. You know, and a lot of people get blinded by that. That is true. What you got? Uh, well, first, I was <laughs> thinking about about the Trump issue because I think Trump is is dangerous, <clears throat> and, and I don't have the most informed opinion on Trump. I, and one of the things I think that people do is they have a real strong feeling about a political candidate that is based on limited information, their own personal experience, like you just said. They don't look outside yeah. of their own experience and they can get it wrong because of that. Now, a lot of people are opposed to Trump for issues that I think are probably not founded, but I'm, I'm opposed to Trump for my own reasons. I think that he's dangerous. The, the alternative here is apparently Joe Biden, who, who appears to me to be one step away from a nursing home. I actually watched an ad. I watched yeah. an ad on YouTube or it was Facebook. He, he, he did an ad and he was like slurring his speech and not enunciating very clearly. They actually had to put captions up so that you could read yeah. what he was saying. And like, it was just bad. It was bad. That was the best he could do that day, I guess. And I don't think that I'm being unjust in saying that his cognitive no. decline is, is real. So it's just a disaster. We have basically a child as the president. I read a book called Fear by Bob Woodward about mm -hmm. Trump's first year as president. And it was talking about one of Trump's personal lawyers was having to hide paperwork from him because Trump wanted to, you see the North, the South Korean government has this sophisticated GPS satellite system that lets us know if North Korea launches a rocket within like two minutes, they'll relay the information to us, which is very important for social yeah. 
for, for our security. Trump was actually going to disengage that because he had some kind of personal problem with someone there. He was basically going to say, fuck them and their GPS. Yeah. We won't use it anymore. And one of his attorneys actually had to hide paperwork from him and basically let him forget about the issue yeah. in, in service to the American people and our safety. And just that one scenario goes to show you how childish the president is and how dangerous oh, yeah. he can be. I think that not only I haven't heard of that specific instance, but there have been multiple other stories very similar to that that have come out. Like I, I know there's one where like if they're having to debrief him, they have to insert his name every now and then just to keep him occupied. Because if he's not mentioned, what the hell does he care? He's a very self-centered, egotistical. It's his way or the highway. He really does not care about majority of anybody except for his inner circle right and yeah in, in that aspect it is insanely dangerous and but with with the whole buying thing again you're right like that's the best we can come up with like that's a joke also i it, it's like it's how i saw the last election it was like all right hillary's one one form of evil and trump's another for it's like the who it's the lesser of two evils yeah you know and it's the same thing this this go around. Um, neither of them are good. I think Biden's Biden's chances are going to be heavily dependent on who he picks for his VP. Heavily dependent on that. You know, yeah, he's in the polls doing well now, but we all know that didn't work out for Hillary last time. So I don't give a shit what the hell the polls say, anyways. But I think his make or break moment is who he decides for his VP. Because I'm looking at it like, all right, buddy. Like, like you said, you're very frail. You're, you're not able to do a lot of things you used to do. So if you don't make it, VP taking over. So who's your VP going to be? Yeah. That's what I want to know about. Because I, I think if, if, if Biden had ran in 16, he might have had a better shot. Yeah. But you get four years for Trump to find all the ammo he, he needs. Because when it comes to a debate, you're not going to beat Trump. He'll just talk shit and be a child and be a bully all day long. and his people are going to eat that up. And oh, just, he'll win his audience over with that. He'll win him over in a heartbeat. Because um, when it comes to him just rambling and talking shit about people, he doesn't stumble. He knows his words. You know, it's when he has, a, he has a script in front of him where he does the same fumbling as Biden. He can't say certain words. And he fumbles He's around. He was a perfect person the other day. I don't know if you saw that or not, but I just. <laughs> the what, what? a joke. The man's what the man's uh, here. What scares me here? Yeah, he said he was a perfect person. Uh, you can look that up. But like, are we going to give the nuclear codes for our weaponry to someone that has fucking dementia? I mean, huh? my God, how absurd is this situation? Yeah. Bernie Sanders was sane. He was competent. He was the only choice that we had. I actually liked John Kasich from here in Ohio, a Republican. That was the during the last election. He was one of the only sane people that were in there. But apparently to win the presidency, you have to pretend like you leave and believe in God. You have to have some kind of mental deficiency. I'm not sure what's going on here, but I have actually been thinking the American empire may fall with this presidential thing. Ah, uh, now. I wouldn't say that. Like, like, you mean like in our lifetime, like America will, in a sense, be no more? 
I, I think that we've got two very serious problems right now. One is the COVID-19, and the other one <clears throat> is the racial tension in our country. And now we're going to either get Trump again or someone that is way too far left, in my opinion, way too far left. And he's got mental problems and shit. I just don't know what has to happen to improve the internal strife and struggle in our country right now. <clears throat> because if we had a real race war, that could be a real serious problem. Well, I, I'm, I'm not too worried about a legitimate race war, mainly, mainly because those that are still harbor a lot of hatred towards those individuals of other races and yeah. all that, they're, while, yeah, they have a loud voice because social media gives a voice to anybody, no, no matter how dumb you are, you yeah. get a voice, hell. If people are listening to us right now that don't agree, they're thinking we're that dumbass with a with a voice right now, you know. So let us know in the comments if you think we're wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm sure somebody will for sure. Um, but I, I think that's one of the big big things that's that's not helping the situation is the fact that social media, media, whatever you want to call it, everyone gets a voice, and yeah, everyone has their opinions. That's fine. That's great. All right, cool. But when you give a platform to people that are very dangerous with the words they say and, and the violence that they do incite with want to kill people of other races and they have entire websites and forums and blogs, whatever the hell you want to call it, yeah. to bring like-minded individuals that think the same way, that is dangerous. But while those voices are loud, those voices are also small compared to everybody else. And I'll prove it by saying this. If you look at when all the George Floyd protests started and every other incident that, ha that has happened since to cause more protests, in this country, I think, I, don't, I didn't look into the, the accuracy of this post, but I think it was, it was something about in the 30 days since George, George Floyd, there has been a protest every day somewhere in America. That's yeah. great. Peaceful protesting. And then you also look at what's going on around the world. Same thing. George Floyd, I can't breathe po protests or, you know, individual protests of maybe the same type of injustices that are going on in other countries that people are getting fed up, you yeah. know. And, yeah, you got looting and the rioting, and it, that's bad. Obviously, that's bad. That, that stuff needs to stop. It's not helping anything. But the vast majority it are just peaceful protests. What was it? I think it was in L.A. shortly afterwards. It was like, what, 50,000 people in the streets wow. of L.A.? 50 or 15,000 people in the streets of L.A. And that, again, that's not including all the stuff in all over the other country, all over the world, where people have gotten together in support of, you know, everyone just fucking getting along because it's not hard. It is not hard to get along. It's really not. I don't get it. I've never understood. I, you know, you, you're from Ohio. I'm from the South. I'm South Carolina. I'm just about as South as you can get, you yeah. know. And so I've seen it throughout my, my life growing up. And it's never made sense to me. Never once, a, not, not a single second in my life has it ever made sense that you can look at somebody 
he looks different, he or she acts different, you know, speaks differently, and you're like, oh, fuck that person. I, yeah. I don't like them. That's never made sense. That's never made, I've never understood that. Well, I, I've got a response for that, but I, I want to mention that I was thinking recently that when I was a child in my area, it's probably about 30% black or so. And the, and the majority of the rest are white. And, and, and then there's some other ethnicities, but it's, it's not a whole lot. But anyway, when I was a kid, I had a few black friends at the school and maybe I was naive, but I never considered that there was some kind of difference between myself and someone yeah. else based on ethnicity. I just never considered it to the best of my memory. It wasn't until I started getting older probably that yeah. I thought the issue through. But you find with children that they're just oblivious to it. Yeah, they you don't, I mean? they don't, it does not register at all. Right, yeah. so that that's one piece of data you could use to argue that ethnic prejudice is a taught thing, oh, a yeah. taught behavior. But, oh yeah, um, I agree. When it comes to tribalism and <clears throat> being prejudiced toward another group or culture or ethnicity or, or, or sports team or whatever it is that's going on. There does seem to be some evolutionary implementations for that neurologically. Our ancestors had oh, yeah. good reason to make sure that other tribe wasn't taking over any of our land and make sure they didn't get any of our food and, and kill them if they did. But, yeah. you know, some of that, and, and, and this is another tie into religion, because I think that many people are religious because they were taught religion from their parents or tribal leaders. And it's, it's, it's just been a chain of causation from our past that these ridiculous beliefs have been working their way along through time, because the majority of the planet are believers. So not only is it a taught behavior, I think that there are some neurological components to the religion thing, as well as the tribalistic desire for ethnic prejudice. But what we should do as the intelligent creatures that we are, we've transcended above the other animals. We should recognize that that's no longer valid in mm -hmm. most cases, and it's actually counterproductive at this yeah. point. No, I, I agree with that for sure. Because, yeah, like you said, back in the day, we had to stick to our own and, and, and fight for survival against whoever may be coming up, you know, to take whatever we had. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely there in our, in our uh, you know, ancestral DNA for sure, I, I, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, th I think, like, like you say, you know, we are getting we're, we're getting there. It's just obviously when stuff like this happens. Like obviously the George Floyd set it off, like really set it off to have everyone notice like, yo, while we may be getting better, we still have a lot of work to do. We still have a lot of, of um, can't think of a base, like looking into ourselves and figuring out, man, like I, I, I've, I've been thinking incorrectly this whole time. You know, I've, I've been... Not, not like me per se, but like people who, who do finally are seeing it because it's out and about and it's everywhere now. They're finally opening their eyes to shit, man. We got, we have to do better. This is not the way to go. We have to grow um, and, and do better as a people. I, I think it, it's sad that it took a murder like that to happen. It's very horrible that, that, that kind of, that it, it took that to happen. 
because we've all known it. Uh, those of us that have been watching and have been listening to what's going on, we see it every day. But it's sad that it had to take something like that to set off a huge chain reaction for a lot of people to uh, who weren't necessarily looking into it or seeing it to finally be like, damn, you know, oh shit, all that's going on. I didn't even know it. You know, we all got to stick together and do better. It, it's sad that it took the murder of an individual for people to sit back and actually look at themselves and try and figure out what they can do to be better. Well, let's talk, let's talk about George Floyd here for a minute because <clears throat> we're getting into the meat of what we wanted to get at here. Okay. Was what happened to George Floyd white power crushing an innocent black civilian, or was it a bad cop killing an innocent civilian? Does it matter? I think that it does because in order to address the scenario in the future, because I'm with you on the fact that what happened with George Floyd was a tragedy. Rather, regardless of what the reasoning for his death was, that he was brutally murdered and the whole world saw it. Mm -hmm. But here's my thing. What was the motivation for that murder? Was it a white guy that was motivated by white privilege and white power? Or was it one bad cop that killed a guy? That's what I'm curious, what, what your perspective is from it. Because I think that a lot of people think that that cop was a white cop and he was out hunting in the street that day with support from other white people to kill a black guy. And I'm not sure that that's what actually happened with this case. Well, I wouldn't agree to that either, as if, as if like it was premeditated, like he woke up and I'm gonna kill a black guy today. I wouldn't go that route either. Um, and I know there's been a lot of talk about apparently they work together like as bouncers in a club or something. I haven't really holy shit. That. I didn't know that. Yeah, I haven't looked much into that, but there was some talk of that. Um, that they worked together at one point. And even back then the the officer was always rude to individuals and he was just a dick. He was just an asshole of a cop. Right. Oh, um, he had to be to do what he did. You watched him yeah. literally suffocate that man. While the guy was pleading, saying, I can't breathe. I don't know if he knew the guy was going to die at that point or not. It seems like he almost would have had to have. I, I don't know if he knew, but I, from the times I've seen it, it looked like he didn't care whether he would or not. I'll say that. Oh, hell no. I, he was I, enjoying I, I it, though. That. Oh, he was loving every second of yeah, that. Yeah, he shit. didn't. If he, even if he thought, hey, this guy might die, he didn't give a shit. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't necessarily know if you could go the route of a white man wanting to kill a black individual. I don't know if that's the route. And maybe that is the Definitively case. Definitively to say. He wouldn't have suffocated that man had he been white. We may never exactly. know. But that, that's why I feel it's tricky. I, I would I would have to say, I know he had like 12 or 14 other cases of yeah. uh, complaints yeah. against him. And I would need to look into those individual cases, like who was the person who caught, you know, complained against him or, or how that situation played out. And if it, if it seems to be a pattern of it always being minorities, not necessarily the black per individual, but just minorities in general, 
I would be more leaning towards maybe a a a racist motivation motive for for what happened. I'm going to be honest with you. It wouldn't surprise me if that was some of that guy's motivation. And I think my point here is that it's a mistake to believe that, you know, what happened there. And it was a, it was a, it was a racial thing that was bound to happen because that guy was out hunting a black man that day. That, that may not be the case. And a lot of people have really been motivated and perhaps in, in a, a, a non progressive manner by this where where maybe they could take the motivation and use it better if we could determine what really happened there. I don't know if I'm even getting my point across, but I just, I don't know what happened with that. And, and I think that a lot of people want to point their finger at white people in general and say, well, that right there is you. That's what well, you did. You people did this. And, and I don't know if that's right. Well, I wouldn't say I've necessarily came across an opinion like that said to me or that I've read that white that is you know white people's fault. Yeah. I, the way I see it is you can't you definitely can't say it wasn't race related. I don't believe you can say that because we don't know. Yeah. But I, the way I see it is is especially as th- as things have gone on and the people I've spoken about for me overall it has morphed into more so of just the blatant issue of police brutality. And, you know, because that's how me and you even started talking in the first place was off police brutality. Yeah. Um, and how it is disproportionately affecting more blacks than whites. Um, well, we, we've got to get into that, but go ahead and finish <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> um, so... I don't know that, that that could be going into more of how they are taught. Like maybe, you know, overall they are taught more to look at a black individual as more harmful. I don't know. I don't know how cops are trained and I don't know any of that. Yeah. Um, I do have a few cop friends and the two that I'm really cool with, I know are not that type. Um, let me let me let me mention one more thing that'll completely tie this into why I've even mentioned this. Okay. Going forward to try to get better, what do we focus on primarily here with the George Floyd issue? Do we focus on race relations and white privilege and whatnot? Is, is that the proper way to stop the next George Floyd? Or do we put our focus on police reform and proper training and and yada, yada, yada? What's really at the heart of this issue needs to be sifted out if we're to understand how to address it properly and actually prevent the next case of this. Well, I'll say this. I don't have the answer. That's why we're chatting here. I'm trying to figure it out. I'll say this, and, and it's... Why does it have to be one thing? Well, maybe it's not. I'm sure, I'm, it's probably yeah. a sophisticated situation that had many factors exactly. at play. But <clears throat> how would you suggest that we address it? I'm just trying to understand what, what the primary motive was for that murder. And we may never know. But it would be nice to know the facts about the issue so that we could say, okay, this was the problem. This is what we've got to do to prevent the next one and go forward. 
So I, I just, I don't know. Obviously, we need to work to some degree on on both issues, but uh, we'll we'll talk so, about that. Well, I'll say I'll because you just said we need to work on both racial, you know, uh, race race relations and place reform. I don't think either of them, like one, should be thought of as less important than the other. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that we should look at one and be like, well, this one's more important, so let's go here first, and we'll take care of that one later. Yeah, they're both critical factors. Huh? They're both critical factors. I agree. Exactly. So I don't, I don't, if, if it's going to be tackled, they need to both be tackled with equal time and attention. None to be put above the other. They're both a factor that everybody knows is an issue. They're, there's, they're not unequal. They're, pretty fucking equal in my opinion you know because everyone knows there are racist people in this country in the in the world and it needs to stop if yeah. you go out and ask even cops on the force right now if police reform is needed you know if additional training is needed i guarantee you more than likely majority if not all will say yeah that'd be a good thing yeah so because of that, it's something that they need to both be tackled head on, not one, and then we'll take care of the other later. They're both going to play a factor. And if you, if you are able to tackle both of them with the same type of, of, of attention and, and devotion, better things will come about, regardless, regardless of how, or, or what else happens. If you are able to go after both of them, better things will happen in the end. Yeah. I was watching former Navy SEAL Jocko Willink yeah, yeah. on Joe Rogan. This was a yeah. recent uh, episode. I, I love Jocko. Jocko's a I badass. Okay. They talked about – Jocko talked about Navy SEAL training yep. and how they deal with various different situations because they train constantly, right? Constantly. It's their yeah. job to train. And he yeah. was comparing that training to the training of a modern city police officer – and they get like a few hours of training in this yeah. and a few hours of training in that. Like what one thing that may have prevented the George Floyd situation was if that cop, he should have never done what he, he did to begin with. But if he had specific training that he rigorously worked on, on what to do when you're frustrated and pissed off. And if his fellow cops had that training, one of them should have approached him. Yeah. And said, look, I got this for now. I'll, I'll, you go and take a break, you know, because they, they stood around and watched him get killed. But that's, I only mention it because the police have like almost zero training compared to like a military special operations. Well, not only that, just military in general. I mean, I was military back in the day out of high school. Yeah. And the big, the big thing I, re I recall was I went in six foot, 155 pounds. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't really work out a lot growing up. I was, you know, like the weight loss when me and my wife did. I was a yeah. fat kid growing up, so I wasn't super strong. I wasn't super fast. I had to work towards even getting out of basic. But when I got out, the only thing really I noticed was it wasn't physically demanding. It's not physically demanding to to get into the military or the army per se, because that's what I was. Yeah, but it was mentally. If you cannot. If you're not mentally prepared, you will not make it. And that's the big thing, because one of the officers I spoke to, I can't mention his name, um, but I asked him, 
he's a local officer. Um, I asked him, I was like, if there was one thing you could change for even your, your department, what would it be? And he says straight up additional training. They don't get enough. He knows it. So he goes out and does it himself. Um, whether it be like physical training or, or he'll take like online courses or whatnot. But he's, he said that the most, the biggest issue that they have is the lack of training. And that, that, that comes from obviously lack of funding as well. Um, that's why I said, in, I think the previous video or whatever, the defund police stuff needs to stop. Oh, because that's, that's not what, that is not what you want. All we, need, all we need is a handful of liberal politicians at the highest level that would go along with some dumb shit like that, and then we would have the beginning of a serious problem. I don't think any actual politician would get behind that. If anything, that you would... Hard one. Huh? That would be a hard one to get behind. Yeah, I, you, I don't think any, any politician would get behind that. That is, you know, the small people that are basically the ones in front of the cameras or whatever talking about this is what we want yada yada but if you ask everybody as a collective what do you want to change obviously it's going to be reform because if you if you get those individuals that you know you train them up and then you keep addition you keep the training up additional like every yeah. like even if it's just you know once a year or something you send them off for a week or whatever to do some infield work and i think the biggest thing or excuse me one of the biggest things is you know, psychological evaluations every now and then. Because even if you come into being an officer and you're, you know, one of the top recruits and you're straight and narrow and you're a good one and everyone knows that, man, this guy's going to be, hell, he could be captain one day, you know, he's going to do good things. But then something happens. He gets in a situation and it rocks him. And he's not the same afterwards. That happens. And, and that's where, you know, evaluations need to come after the fact and be like, hey, man, I, you know, me and Terry on our second one spoke about it like, that, that's when you need to step up as the other officers. Like, hey, buddy, you know, are you feeling okay? Are you doing okay? Yeah. If you need us, like, let us know. And then get those involved to, even if you have to take him off the force, it's probably for, the, it's for him. It's for, for the betterment of the public. Him. Yes, it's for the betterment of him. And it's obviously for the yeah. public. You don't want a guy to, you know, they, they obviously being the job that it is, you're going to see some horrible shit every now and then. No one, no one in their right mind would ever think that that's an easy-ass job to handle. Nobody. I was just going to say that one factor that directly plays into the truth of what you're saying is that policing is a hard job for a lot of people psychologically. The suicide rate for police officers is, is higher than the general public. So yeah. mental health of police officers are, is, is a big issue. And I can guarantee you that that Derek Chauvin that killed George Floyd had some kind of mental problem, whether it be anxiety or frustration or depression. He might have killed him because his old lady uh, slept with somebody else or, or, or whatever was going through his mind that day. He was a vicious animal and someone should have maybe caught that ahead of time. Yeah, I, I would agree because, again, like you don't have that many records against you or complaints against you. 14 fucking if, complaints? If, There's no way in hell he should have made it that far. Exactly. Like that. that's one thing I don't understand. I, I think more of um, the accountability needs to change overall for sure because, you know, what is it like uh, with the three strikes rule? You know, I think that Clinton put into effect. You know, if you got three strikes, well, shit, you're going away for life. Or, or whatever the case is. I don't know the specifics of that law. Yeah. But 
You know, obviously, if someone's saying or you get a, a, an X amount of complaints kind of similar, you can't just say, oh, you know, that's that's not you. No, if, if someone's saying the same thing about an individual, multiple people are saying the same thing about an individual. There's got to be some truth to that. There's sure. no way in hell you can cast it all off as bullshit. 14 fucking people over a period of time. He was it's because he was abusing people. Yeah. Imagine how many people he abused that never reported it. Probably hundreds of cases. And like you said, you know, like e even I, I know I do it sometimes, and I'm sure you have as well. Option not to nowhere near as as a drastic effect as what happened there, but you know, sometimes you wake up in a bad mood, and you know, you might pop off on somebody at work or something, and you know, it's not their fault. You just woke up in a shitty mood, and people do that. That is true. And obviously, you know, someone like him with that job he has, that, like you said, that might have happened. He could have woke up, him and the wife, or somebody got into an argument, and fuck it, you know. That happens. That's life. And that's the kind of shit that you need to keep an eye on to keep situations like George from happening. Yeah. You got to keep those type of people in check. That is true. Um, you know, one one thing here, if I can lead us in another direction or well, basically back to one of the things that happened recently is that Ahmad Arbery was shot and killed while he was out running down the road. Okay, yeah. So so I think that we might actually have conflicting opinions here on this one. Maybe not. But okay. um, this is what I understand about this case, that Ahmad Arbery was out running. And this doesn't even bring in to play the, the videos I've seen of him before that with encounters with the police where he was aggressive and threatening and close to getting himself arrested. But he he. He went into a construction site where a house was being built that wasn't finished. Okay, there were some tools and things around, but he didn't take anything. Yeah. And I don't know what that is defined as in the Georgia Georgia penal code. Uh it could be trespassing or breaking and entering. It could even be burglary. It's well, it's got to be at least trespassing to go onto someone's property. It is trespassing. Not not if it's being built. No, they do it all the time. People do it all the time in new neighborhoods. Yeah. Well, I don't want to dispute this here, but let's just leave that off for a moment. Well, that's okay. actually important in my case. I believe that Ahmad Arbery committed trespassing, and I've looked into this issue somewhat concerning the the penal codes involved for what he did. Well, we don't want to get stuck up on that. Anyway, he left that place without taking anything. Okay. Yeah. See, in, in Ohio here, that would be a breaking and entering, felony of the fifth degree, you went into a structure being built. And there, there are a lot of things that can come into play with that. But anyway, okay. the McMichaels tried to pursue him because they got word that he had went in, onto that property and mm -hmm. they chased him down and they shot him. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my perspective is that that it was a tragic case but if he had actually committed a crime and i was watching a couple newscasters trying to explain the difference between the misdemeanor that i'm saying he he committed in a felonious case which is like you went and burglarized something okay did they have the right to stop him let's just take for granted here that that ahmaud arbery committed trespassing okay play along okay. with me on that okay. would they have had 
And they tried to stop him, which according to the ancient Georgia penal code on the citizen's arrest, that they appear to have the right to stop him for that. Okay. And Arbery doesn't comply. And it seems like that the, the McMichaels may have actually had a legal authority to act in this case. And then Arbery went for the gun and they shot him. What should happen with this case? I don't want to drag this out, but what's your thoughts on this case? Well, if we're going to use the scenario you just described, my thing Let's is... Let's use this. a hypothetical scenario where yeah. somebody else and they committed trespassing and someone tried to stop them with a gun. Well, no, I'm I'm fine using the one you use, but let let's let's put it this way. Okay, so you run, old buddy, a mob run through the neighborhood. You get stopped by, you know, white guy in a truck carrying yeah. a gun. Mm. Um, I don't recall, and I could be wrong because I know that the 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 guy who filmed it was a good distance away. Yeah. So I don't know what words were said between the two as. The, um, I think it was the son or whichever one of the, uh, of them got out of the truck to physically walk over to Ahmad. Yeah. So I don't know if the words were captured on the video. But I, I would imagine quite easily that if someone comes up to me with it, I'm, I'm just jogging through the neighborhood, not yeah. doing anything, not doing anything that I know is illegal. You know what I'm saying? And somebody comes up to me with a shotgun. scenarios where you know that you just committed a misdemeanor crime. Okay, even so still. Let's say you were out even running. Still. No, no, even still. Okay. Even still. All right, that's fine. I just committed trespassing. Cool. So now, okay. but I'm just, I'm going back on my jog. All right. Right. I got Didn't two civilians coming on your way back. Yeah, I'm just so, all right. And I got two, you know, not cops coming at me. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm going to be, one, what the hell are they doing? I'm going to be scared for my life. One of them's got a gun. You know, and, and again, I don't know if they, even if they claim citizen's arrest, the kid's not going to, like, whoa, what the hell? You know, because he's like, you're not a cop. Most most individuals don't. We know of, of that fact that citizen's arrest is a thing. But how many people actually go about and do in, in acting that out? You know what I'm saying? I don't. It is, it is I don't rare. Think it, but let's, yeah, I would, I would say it's very rare. But so you go that route. And the yeah. dude's got a gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're gonna be scared for your life. You're gonna want to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened in Ahmad Arbery's case. Exactly. You're gonna probably not ever gonna kill his ass. Yeah, because I'm almost gonna. It, it seems almost certain to me that they were probably using racially motivated language because there's actually the guy that filmed it reported that after he killed him that he used ethnically motivated language. Okay. Probably. So it wouldn't surprise me had the conversation been ethnically, ethnically motivated before he shot him, because they would have had to have drove beside him for a little while yeah. trying to get him to stop. They finally realized he wasn't going to stop, so they got out. Yeah, because um, I don't remember the town that that happened in, but my wife used to live in the town next to that town. Yeah. She said that, yeah, like that area, is there's a lot of, of, of racial tension over there. with, with oh, yeah. Um, so Plus they Confederate flag on their truck. Yes, yeah, so that doesn't help the case either. Um, but now with the whole trespassing thing, again, you might be right legally on what that's considered. Considered, but I know a lot of other individuals came out 
and said that they do that all the time. Like if a neighborhood's being built, they'll just walk up through. Nothing ever happens. I saw that interview where the lady said that that's not out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, well, let me and, ask and, you okay. Let me ask you this so that we can get this behind us. Let's say that you were out for a run. You went on to some proper property and committed a misdemeanor crime. You then went on running and the McMichaels pulled up behind you with their shotgun. And you knew that you had committed a crime. And you knew that they were lawfully trying to stop you for committing that crime. They then stop you and he gets out with the shotgun and you try to take it and he shoots you. Who's legally at fault in that specific situation? That's a lot of hypotheticals and I don't like dealing with hypotheticals. Well, I'm not saying that this is what happened in the Ahmaud Arbery case. I'm talking when it comes to the judicial penalty, penalty that's about to be meted out. In a case like that one, who would be responsible? Uh, yeah, I, I don't... That's even hard to say because even if Ahmad did know, how do we know that he knows? Because he's dead well, I'm not, I'm not set using it in his case because we don't know what happened in his case. He's dead and can't tell his story. And the Michael, McMichaels can say whatever they want. But I'm saying in that particular scenario that I mentioned, just technically speaking for the legal concerns, who would be responsible in that specific case? I would have to probably say the McMichaels, but I'm I don't I don't like hypotheticals. That's a very that that leads into how we were talking earlier about you know, logically versus immorally. Like, all right, even if that's legally the case and they're free to do that, that is fucking wrong regardless. Who cares? And that's where change needs to happen. You know? And I'm not disputing that situation. I think that it was absolutely stupid to go grab your shotgun to try to stop somebody and you didn't realize something was about to go wrong. I'm not defending the McMichaels here because... They shouldn't have done what they did. They should have just fucking at most called the police and reported it. But I'm saying it did happen. And if we're going to talk about who was responsible, we might have to go through some hypothetical situations just to get an idea of how the situation could even work. In that specific situation, if the McMichaels did have the legal authority to try to stop him, then I would say Arbery was legally responsible. Of course, if the McMichaels did not have that legal authority, and I'm only talking legally here, not my own personal moral opinion, then it would be the McMichaels' fault. So, I mean, it's a tough situation any way that you look at it. It is, and I, the reason, like I said, I don't, even if they were legally- honest, I think right. it was a racially motivated murder. They chased him down. This was a real example of somebody hunting somebody down for yeah. a technically motivated reason. And they wanted to kill his ass and they killed his ass. Yeah, that, that's why I don't, when it comes to situations like that, honestly, even if they were legally within their right to do so, yeah. that is where change needs to happen. Because that, that is legal. Right. That is exactly that, that, right. Whatever law that states that that's fine for them to go about that way needs to change. I, okay, so I see what your argument was where we had a disagreement the other day when it was coming to when it was coming to legality versus morality. I didn't understand what you were saying there. 
So in fact, I do agree with you that even if yeah. you have the legal right to wrong a person, then it would be your moral responsibility to rise above that and not get it done. And that's where morality takes place. Like if somebody is just one of those rare people that don't have horrible thoughts and they're not out for themselves and, and they do some good thing, then there's not really morality at play there. They didn't even have a choice. The morality comes into play when you don't do it when you wanted to do it, when you know how you could have benefited and you didn't do it. And that's right, that that's what we've got to work on when it comes to the ethnic divide in our country, where some shit happens that we don't want to happen. Yeah, I, I'll agree there because I think a lot of people seem to when, when something like this happens and an, an individual gets murdered or whatever the hell the case is, they look at, well, what did he do? What, did that person deserve it? And and it comes even if legally they, they were in the wrong, it comes down to, well, just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know, that old uh, saying, just because you can doesn't mean you should. You got to look at everything and play. And I know like when it comes to courts, like all that becomes circumstantial and emotions don't matter. Feelings don't matter. Well, all that kind of crap. And it's hard to argue against that because that's, again, like you say, you're putting morals and feelings and, and, and emotions into, well, what's legal. And a lot of people will just look at, well, he was in his right. You know, that was legal. That was justified. And like, if that's the case, then that is still wrong. And then this is where it's how to go about that type of reform, I feel, is going to be a big, crucial part in going forward. And I mean, you see it happening anyways right now. Like, I know there have been a few cities, towns, states, whatever the hell, that have gone through and put uh, various police reforms into effect for the benefit of, of that uh, community. Um, and hopefully it all ends up being good. It was like um, uh, Camden, New Jersey. Um, do you know about what that police department did? I'm inform me. I'm not sure if I do or not. So I don't recall when this went down, but back when at some point Camden, they actually went through. They called it a, a abolish. You know, they got rid of everybody, and what they did is basically fired everybody put in some changes and they gave everybody, every officer, the chance to rehire with uh -huh. more strict and stringent requirements. So they were starting over then. They had to start over. They had to prove themselves Yeah. whether or not with these new uh, uh, requirements, whether or not they were fit to be an officer. And what, was the purpose that, of what was the motivation? What, was this to do with racial or, or what was I the think idea? it was. I don't remember what the catalyst for that one was, but I know yeah. something happened and a lot of uh, activists got involved and, and they caused it to happen. But after it happened and, you know, police were brought back, they were the ones that could make the new requirements were rehired back. The um, police brutality numbers dropped dramatically. The um, racially motivated incidences dropped dramatically. There was a very noticeable drop in, in, in uh, um, well, that kind of stuff. I can't think of the word I'm thinking of in my head right now. Um, but a lot of the stuff that was a problem in that community dropped once they were able to re reform that police department. Um, yeah. So it was successful. So it's been, it's, yeah, it's been done. It, it, it can work. 
It's just getting other departments, states, whatever you want to call it, um, to go through with it. Because, I mean, you can see there are some officers that are like, oh, fuck that. We're going to keep doing our own thing, you know, and you better fall in line or you're going to get it, whatever the hell. Yeah. Um, and that that's the areas that need to be tackled because, obviously, it, it's a real big problem because everyone knows laws have changed over time. Because obviously, you know, you could do stuff back in the day that's illegal now or stuff that was illegal now you could do uh, or so that was illegal back in the day you could do now. So just because it's a law now doesn't make it right. Necessarily. Mm. Everyone should know that. But a lot of people just dig into that fact that, oh, he was justified. It's legal. Uh, You know what is on the opposite end of that is just because something's illegal doesn't mean that it's morally wrong. That's, yeah, that, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, um, well, hell, like, you know, if you go with weed or anything like that, you know, a lot of states nowadays are making that legal. And eventually the government's going to do it on a federal level. Who the hell knows when? But that will happen at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just because shit's a law doesn't mean it's right. And a lot of people don't realize that. They just stick to, well, it's legal, so let's go about it. We're not going to change anything. And that's not the way to be. That's not. You know what really crazy is when, like, people will start to become powerful and, and they're doing well, lawyers and judges and everything, and they can actually start to manipulate the laws into their own favor so that they can make more money and commit more crimes and everything. I don't want to get off to- topic about that. Yeah. But that's like an extreme. Yeah, that, that, case. yeah that's a whole different uh, <laughs> uh, episode right there. I could go into as well. Um, yeah, that's a whole. We might do that again at some point. I don't know. So, when it comes to systemic racism, is it real in America or is it not real? Yeah. Yes. Define your position and what you see on 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 the issue, and then I'll tell you mine. Well, if you go look at how this country used to be, let's say this start just a hundred years ago, you know, where blacks didn't have really any rights at all. They had to fight for what they got now. You know, you couldn't marry, you couldn't have interracial marriage until like the 60s or 50s, I want to say. Yeah. Um, So all that was frowned upon. Segregation, we all know about, was a thing less than 100 years ago. Um, And then the Jim Crow laws and all the redlining and all that, that's still, it's still there. Like, even though me and you might not remember it, it's still there, the, um, the, what's the, um, the after effects, you can say, even though, it, even if it's not illegal now, the after effects of it are still there. So while we are progressing to a better understanding and, and better way forward, the remnants are still there. So it's, yeah, it's, it's still definitely there. Because like you said, you know, you are taught to be racist. Um, those type of ideological beliefs are taught and the fact that there are people living right now that grew up in those times that were totally cool with it they probably love you know segregation or 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 all that kind of stuff there's those folks are still alive with those beliefs and teaching it to their younger kids or anyone around that will listen means that yeah while it might not be legal anymore the fact that the beliefs are out there and people follow that way of life, it's still there. It's going away, 
but it's still a thing. How yes. significant do you think the systemic racism is on the average black kid trying to be successful in life? In like, I think all of them would probably end up seeing having something happen to them that they don't understand. Like either getting pulled over just just because you're black, or like if you listen to uh, the one my friend Adron did, he would be pulled over even if he was for like a turn signal or or speeding or whatever. Just about every time he had his car searched. Yeah. So stuff, even though if it's something minor like that and nothing ever came about it, at least for his particular case, nothing ever came about that. They just searched it, whatever, and went on about the business. The fact that that's even a thing. So I don't know exactly what you mean by the level of, of that it is, but I think definitely. Well, there was a time in the past where a black kid trying to grow up and be successful could be at an almost impossible disadvantage, say back in 1940 or something like that. Okay. okay yeah. It doesn't seem to be that way like it was back then anymore. And I'm not saying that it doesn't exist because I think that in some cases, redlining is still a real thing. I think when you look at it closely, you can be surprised at some of the things that are going on there. But it seems to me that if a black child wanted to be successful, that they would have an equal shot in some ways and maybe disadvantaged in some other ways, but it would seem that you would have a pretty good shot. Not that maybe it's an even level playing field. I'm not even sure what I believe about this issue. So uh, I, I don't even know if I can make a point or a case. I just okay. I'm too ignorant about it to be certain about it. I'll say this. While you may be right in like what's legal and what's not, discrimination, like they might not be discriminated on a legal side like they used to be. So in that route, in that way, their route to possible success is very clear, very there. Like it is there, it is possible they can achieve that. But it's the individuals in power that they might meet along the way to try and get there that might have those racial prejudices to hold them back. Yeah. You know, like so if you're going for like this corporate job or you want to be a teacher and, and as a doctor, whatever the hell the case is, if the person, you know, that you're trusting to help guide you there sees you because of your color in a negative way well you're not going to go that far because that individual is not going to allow it whether it's legal or not you know obviously they're not going to say well i'm gonna fail you in this class because you're black or i'm not going to give you the job because you're black yeah but they could find other ways to sort of justify that without obviously just being without mentioning it that's what happens. yeah exactly they'll just fail you just because right and you know, you might, you, that, that kid might be like, well, shit, man, maybe it's because I'm black. Or even if they don't, there's a good chance that could be a possibility. So when it comes to that route, yes. Legally, they might have a clear, clear shot at it to, to uh, a clear road to success. But it's those people, those individuals with that backwards ass mindset that could put them, stop them in the tracks, you know? Yeah. That is, that is true. The only other point I'll make to counter that is that affirmative action has actually, from what I've seen, not only equaled the playing field in some areas, but it's actually flipped it 
to where an employee or, or an employer might even feel that they would be sued if they didn't hire someone of a particular ethnicity. But anyway, let's just leave that go. Uh, what I was going to say was one of the primary issues of this is that one of the claims that can be made is that because of systemic racism, the average black child or, or any other ethnicity that's not white, basically, would have to go to a, a school that wasn't as good and there wouldn't be as much money to put into them and, and these other kind of factors, okay? <clears throat> and I'm not saying that that doesn't happen because I think it does. Let me ask you this, when it comes to the political spectrum, there's like a line in the middle and to this way is red and it's Republican and then mm -hmm. to this way it's left. And then when you get way over here on the left, it's, it's where Joe Biden type of, where where are you on that spectrum, would you say? Um, I, say that I myself am probably just to the left of the line as a Democrat, but I, but I'm not very far off into the left. I would say about the same. I, I would I would say I'm slightly I would I, I'm definitely more left than right. Yeah. But I hold a lot of what you would call right views. Yeah, me too. As well. Um, like I'm all I don't. My whole thing with that is let me like make my point here and you can okay. counter it. I looked to the Chicago public school system because <clears throat> there are a lot of black people that go to that public school system and it's one of the least prosperous educations you can get. I think there's a statistic that says that a black kid that goes into the Chicago public school system has a better chance of going to prison than actually getting the degree at the end of the road. But anyway, um, this might be a perfect example of systemic racism where Chicago is fucked up because of white privilege and, and, and it's just fucked up there. But when you look at the Board of Education, for example, like there are a lot of black people on that Board of Education, like way more than white people. And the actual funding per student is like around $15,000 a year. It's like higher than the national average. So the money's there and it doesn't seem like there are a whole lot of white people in that issue. And, and, and maybe there could be if I'm wrong, but like a lot of people point to Chicago and say that's a perfect example of systemic racism. But I'm not seeing the white factors that play into this with Chicago, for example. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in other places, because I think it is true that black people are put at a disadvantage in different areas, in, in different ways. But just elaborate, if you can, on the Chicago public school scenario that I just mentioned. Like, is that white oppression or is there something else going on there? I know nothing of that situation. So I I can't I would have to look into that before I could even put an opinion down because I I don't I don't know a thing. Like I don't know if you're missing something. Yeah. Um, I, I know nothing about that. I do know that yeah obviously inner cities like like that or Detroit, you know, yeah, the statistics of a black individual making it out probably aren't as good. Um but to give you an answer of Without would I consider that systemic racism because more black individuals are in control of the board of education than than not black? I don't. That, for all I know, that might not be all the case. You know, so there might be something else involved. So 
issue maybe on the next one when you had a chance yeah, to work through yeah. it. So I'm, I'm all good with looking into that because I don't know. Um, because the yeah. reason I'm countering a lot of these popular claims is because I think that there are real issues that are going on with prejudice and, and not only against black people, but just people being prejudiced against people. Okay. And, and that there, there must be some things that we can do to help to alleviate the situation. And I think that if we have false beliefs about a lot of different stuff that has to do with this, then it would be quite difficult to understand how to go forward if we don't know what the motives are, if we don't know what the real facts are, if we don't know what the severity of the different issues are, or if there's more than one side to the issue. And, and that's all I'm basically making the claim for is that I'm ignorant about all this shit, but I've looked at it enough that I think I'm more sophisticated than the average person that's pointing their finger at the okay. issue. And, and that's all I know. So. Well, I, I would say, I guess if I had to counter these kind of about it, I'm going to say that I might be leaning toward the fact that there's not as much systemic racism as some people would claim that there are. And that a lot of issues like with the Derek Chauvin, I actually remember when Trayvon Martin was killed. You remember that case? There was a young black man. He was he was allegedly doing some shit he shouldn't have been doing. And somebody shot him and killed his ass. The man who killed him was George Lopez. OK, a Latino man. And like the whole country was talking about white power and privilege and white privilege killed Trayvon Martin. And I was like, this doesn't even make any sense. So I don't know. Well, I'll go to. I guess if I had to counter the. Chicago school. We can actually Park. open another window and, and look at stuff without. Well, yeah, I thought I did because you said George. Oh, it was George Zimmerman. George um, Zimmerman, right? Yeah, because I knew I knew that part. Um, well, that that I think goes into you know legally he he Zimmerman got away because legally by law that was allowed would be stand your ground law, right. right? And what was that? I think I don't because yeah that was a good while ago. Um, 2012. So yeah, 10 years ago at this point. You know, um, he had another issue with a gun where he pointed a fire on his father. Yeah, that is true. Um, um, but my point but here, I, I'll, 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 I'll say that to say this, that, that goes directly hand in hand to where even if the shit's legal and he was able to get away, that, that means that law needs to change. That law needs to be looked at again. And cause I'm, I haven't looked much into that because again, ten years ago, I don't, I don't know what the hell I was doing ten years ago. Yeah. I definitely was not Here's as active in this stuff as I am now, for sure. Here's but, my point with this one: is that I, I don't know if he was justified at, at, at shooting him or not because I, it's been a long time, like you said. But 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 jo but George Zimmerman was like a Latino man. You could tell by looking at him that he wasn't a white person, and the fingers were pointing to white power in that case and maybe you don't clearly remember it but i do and it, and it was just like nonsensical what I, well, I guess what i'm getting at here is, is that i think people can be very quick to point the finger at the caucasian race in general when something goes wrong and in some of those cases we might not have been responsible that's the only point i was trying to make there well yeah i mean if again i don't remember if that was a thing going around but if it was yeah you look at who the individual was george Zimmerman, you're like oh, okay well he's not white so, bam, you, you kind of have to just let that go right then and there and just go after, well, 
he seemed to target that kid or what, whatever the hell it can. I don't want to talk much about it because I really don't remember a lot of what that case directly involved. I do know after George got away with it, though, he went on some really like, bro, kind of like uh, OJ. Like OJ got off and we all knew he did that shit. Right. And then he went off to do some weird shit like George Zimmerman, apparently because Trayvon had Skittles in his pocket. Yeah. When he, when he killed him, he went off to sign at actual KKK rallies where like the symbol like Nazis and swastikas was presented in the area where yeah. Zimmerman was, was signing Skittles bags. Like this dude didn't give a shit. Could it have been white power that killed him through George I, Zimmerman as the medium? Do you think that could I, be possible? Maybe it could be. I Maybe don't know. I think I'm on this other side and I'm going to go out and commit a crime and, and the white people will save me. The only, I'll say that I'll, I'll the only thing I'll I'll tack along with that is after he got away I'm sure definitely the you know the the rape the Nazi neo Nazis KKK all and looked at Zimmerman probably as a a good person a hero in their demented oh, big world hell yeah, they probably that went off and killed a per, you know a black kid for no fucking reason I'm sure they worship that guy for yeah. sure just because it's another black individual dead and that's all they care about. Um, but what I was trying to get onto with the whole Chicago system is you, you say at times where you can see systemic racism being a thing and other times where it doesn't, or it doesn't necessarily seem to be a thing. Yeah. The fact that you seem to at times with certain situations know it's a thing or lean more towards it being a thing. It doesn't matter at that point if it's a nationwide issue. The fact that it's an issue at all is what needs to be looked at and and fixed. So it doesn't matter. I, I'm, I'll say my count of that will, even if that particular, this particular situation can't necessarily be considered systemic racism, the fact that others definitely could be yeah. still need to be worked on, regardless if it's all that or it's a nationwide issue. The fact that it is an issue yeah. needs to be addressed and needs to be fixed. I think I think when you're just like blaming or, or saying this and that and the other, who cares? The fact that it is an actual thing, it needs to be. Well, this fixed. is my point here with this. This is my counter to that. And, and I actually agree with you. But my point here is that if we are going, this is my thesis on this whole issue. If we are going to make progress on what's really happening, then we have to know what's really happening. Not, not a blown up case or an exaggerated case or, or pieces and parts in play that are, shouldn't really be there. In order to make progress, I think, the average American could say, what's really happening? Let me reconsider my beliefs here. Let me look up some things and maybe my mind will change and maybe it won't. But I yeah. think that would be a great first step. No, I think I think that's very fair to say because, yeah, obviously there are people that are going to see an incident automatically claim something that may not be exactly that, right? So, yeah, and they're going to stay headstrong into that belief, even though everything else points to something else. And that's yeah. for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that, definitely, because not everything that happens tends to be what the initial suspicion is, basically. Because obviously as facts come out and investigations happen, you might find something else. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Yes. You definitely need to find what is real and find what actually does happen depending on the situation. 
and just focus on that. I'm cool with that. Yes. Yeah. And I think another point here is that like the bulk of the racism in American history has been white on other ethnicities, primarily black prejudice. Mm -hmm. Okay. In the modern day, perhaps there are remnants of that. Okay. I'm not denying that that still happens because I, I'm, I'm certain that it does. But I, oh, yeah. I also know that like there are a lot of black people that, that hate white people and in, in the same way as that, that white people hate black people. And, and maybe there's some cultural reasons for that. Okay. But, but my claim is here is that everyone needs to come to the table, drop the assumptions and, and, and to get past the past, basically. And a lot of times that can seem pompous or absurd for a white person to say, hey, get over your, 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 your past of slavery. But I think to move forward, we must recognize that like, I'm not responsible for what happened in the past. And, and, and in my particular situation, I, I want everyone to have a fair shot and to thrive and, and, and all that stuff. I'm not just making all this shit up. And, and, and my point here is, I'm not saying that you think that I am, but, but some people have. But I think that racism or ethnic prejudice, because I don't even like the word racism, because I think racism by definition is the belief that humanity is separated by different races. But that is not a biological fact. We are one race. So I prefer to use ethnic prejudice. But anyway, my whole point here is that Everyone has to realize that we all have the capable for evil and we must come to a tribalistic agreement to be fair with people and, and to recognize, because I actually used to be quite prejudiced, quite prejudiced, and then I matured and thought about it. Everyone's operating on a human brain, regardless of what your skin tone is and we're all sharing the same consciousness here and that is the whole point that's why there isn't a fundamental difference between us because we're all on the same software basically operating on our brains and i just want everyone to be good to everyone and and, and black people not hate white people and white people not hate black people but i don't know maybe i'm a dreamer i get what you're saying the issue that I would say you would find with that is that while you think that way, a majority of people won't see it that right, that way. Like even, even if they see that we should all get along, right? Even if the ones that see that we should all get along, they might not see it to the level that you're describing it. So particularly with those that don't see it that way, that don't, that still, there are definitely still people that see white people as better than others, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There are definitely those people. So you kind of, what was it? Um, um, shit, there, there was one thing, kind of like fight fire with fire, basically. Um, to understand an individual, you have to think like that individual. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Especially to get them to understand you. If you want them to get, if you want to get them to understand a better way, you have to put it in terms where they understand it. Yeah. And that speaking in a way like you're you're speaking, or like even I find difficult when I'm trying to speak to somebody, I have to figure out who that person is, how the, how their brain is, and then I have to use certain words that I know they'll understand, mm -hmm. like analogies that they can relate to. 
Yeah. So just saying that while yes, on paper it is good. It is based is it's just like that. It's like it makes sense on paper or it looks good on paper. But once you go into a real world aspect and try and voice that with the words that make sense for you one hundred percent, I got you. But others will see it and take it some other another route. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um you wanna keep going? Is there a part that confused you? No, no, no. I just see that we're in like an hour and 30 and I'm just oh, yeah. you know, I want to keep going. Um, I think I, I think if we can come around and conclude all this, we can do good. Cause yeah, I, I usually like the. I've never had one two hours. So okay. that's for sure. <laughs> um, but I think obviously the gist this of all this is a that, service to the world. I'm going to tell you what we're doing here is a service to the world because someone's going to watch this. And now you have a team player in trying to grow your channel because my con, make sure you plug me. Yeah. And well, then, actually, no, go ahead and do that yourself. I'm cool with it. Okay. Well, let me get out of that out of the way and then you can edit. But what I was going to say was, uh, I, for, I forget. So anyway, I run several different channels. Check out my reading channel, reading funk. My philosophy channel is Atheist Incorporated. And I've got a channel called News Mike where I cover these kind of issues that you won't find because I've got two subscribers. So put that in the description so they can actually find yeah. it because you will not see that until I get some more subscribers. So help me out and head on over there. Now I can do that. And um, I think probably next time, you know, I, I could be a guest on probably your atheist. I want I, I, I'm cool to be on that one. But yeah. That's cool with you. Hey, you know, I, uh, I don't know how to do like live streams and all. I wouldn't even know how to have done this, what you're doing here with this. Yeah. So I've got to learn all this so that I can interview people and talk to them and everything. So I'm, you were the first person to have me on. Somebody else scheduled me and canceled. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, really? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I'm cool with that. But the, yeah, just to conclude, so anyone isn't like confused or stopped at some point, we both want the same thing in racism. Racism's dumb. Ethnic prejudice, how you want to call it, that's fine. It's dumb as shit. We all need to get along and be good to each other, right? I agree. All right. All right, man. Good good talking to you, and I'll catch you later, man. Okay. Talk to you next time. All right.